Welcome to the Thriving Soulpreneur Podcast. This is a space where we talk about human design, spirituality, and neuroscience, all applied to business and money. My purpose is to help struggling solopreneurs to run sustainable businesses, to become financially resilient, and to create powerful change within their communities and beyond. I am your host, Andrea Niño de Guzman, a numbers girl and a neuro geek who left the corporate world to do what she does best to catalyze transformations. I am thrilled and honored to have you here, and I really hope to serve you in the best way possible. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this new episode of the Thriving Soulpreneur podcast. It's great to be here. Great to be back. I think it's been a month since my last episode. Um, if you may or may not be following me or not aware, um, had a lot of bumpy rides for the past three weeks. Um, you know, when life is going in a direction and you feel that everything's steady and predictable and then boom, something happens and out of the blue, you're throwing a curveball. And it turns out that nothing that you are relying on as steady is really steady. So yeah, it's been a time of up-leveling, staying congruent with what I value, with what's important for me, true to myself, making tough decisions at the same time, and really discovering a new side of me that I didn't really know existed, but also grateful for the chance to, you know, be able to experience this. Anyway, so that's that was me. Um, and I, I want to talk today about inadequacy. I don't have a fancy title for this, um, but I feel like it's, it's a very appropriate theme because I've been feeling pretty inadequate. <laughs> and I know I'm not the only one, so I might, have, I might as well just like talk about this. But yeah, let's see where this goes. So the way that I see inadequacy is like this back and forth, like this mental chatter that goes back and forth between I can do this, I'm doing this, I'm going places, I'm creating this, yes, it's happening, and then taking three steps backwards into like, whoa, who do I think I am to do this? I'm not ready, it's not good enough, it's not this, it's not that, and kind of like holding yourself back, feeling that, yes, you are inadequate, right? And for me, it's been showing up it shows up daily. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna be like the person that says no. I'm completely free of inadequacy bullshit. I f- feel inadequate on a daily basis. I have. Um, if you are into human design, I have Gate Forty Eight defined, so that it's that's where the shadow of inadequacy lives. I have an open will center. I have an open head center, and I have other parameters that constantly keep me in the stoop sometimes loop of self-doubt into again questioning myself um maybe sometimes going into perfectionism you know imposter syndrome all of that so now that i'm in this process of launching new things and reaching out to people of course i constantly doubt myself i question myself i question what i'm doing and that's i think that's why i'm so I'm going to be honest, I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of feeling inadequate and and like being on this 
roller coaster ride that I just want to talk about it and and yeah just kind of like vent so yeah let's talk about my inadequacy I feel like the first time that I felt this way was when I was hired for my quote-unquote real job like just out of college that first serious job um that had a you know a, a good you know it wasn't for free it had a good pay um and I remember when I started they didn't have a title for me. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't even have a desk, okay? With that, I think I can just tell you everything. I didn't have a desk. I didn't have any tasks assigned. I found that I was there because the owner knew my dad and they were kind of like doing me a favor, but I didn't feel like there was a need for me to be there. So there was a purpose. I didn't, I don't, I didn't feel like they were hired. They, they hired me for a specific purpose. Um... So yeah, my boss at that time didn't have much work for me, you know, and I kid you not, I think like one of his first phrases was like, you do you and just let me know if you need anything. So for, <laughs> I think like for the first three months, I just like tried to find myself or make myself useful in the best way that I could, you know, um, kind of like earning to earn my pay. Uh, so you can imagine how that went. Long story short, it did work out at the end. You know, I ended up having a title, a clear job description and whatnot. But um, 15 years later, when I left corporate and to start my own business, I reconnected with this feeling of inadequacy. This time, not as a, you know, straight out of college junior, but somebody, somebody like a former corporate executive who's starting her own business just as a solopreneur. And you know what? Those first months starting on my own, I would say like the first year starting on my own totally sucked because and it, what's funny is that, you know, I was coming from 15 years of a corporate experience. I had an extensive background in, in finance, in product development. I had like I had a really heavy resume, you know, of, of, of great accomplishments and whatnot. But in my mind, none of that was enough. In my mind, all I could feel, like all I could sense was that I was completely not qualified, you know, unqualified to compete with the rest. And I, I saw, like, I went online, I saw what other coaches were doing, the programs that they were launching, how they were doing. I saw their pages, the, you know, their these master classes, these massive group programs. I saw their pricing. Back then I was charging less than $50 an hour. So, you know, maybe even like 30, like it was really low. And, and in my mind, I was like, dude, I can't compete with these people. Like, who am I? You know, I, I see these coaches offering these amazing things, charging these exorbitant prices. I see them doing these things and that things. And, and I felt tiny. I felt like I felt really, really tiny. And even at home, like in, in Bolivia, I, again, I was just noticing what other coaches in my medium were doing. And I was, there's, there was specifically this one coach who's very well known in the, you know, the big corporate world. Everybody, all the companies have worked with her. And, and again, my thoughts were, okay, if everybody, if all the companies are working with her, then why would they work with me? Who am I to compete with her, right? And it, again, didn't matter the background, the, the experience that I was coming from, the, the wisdom that I had, none of that mattered. I felt tiny, I felt insignificant, I felt unqualified, I felt, 
not ready. So how do you respond to the situation? Because it really sucks. So I could either just like stay and not do anything, stay in hiding, or in my mind, do something about it. And my way of doing something about it was by investing in myself, right? And that's, that, that's what it is. And it, that's even what us coaches suggest, right? You always have to invest in yourself. So I spent, I kid you not, I spent thousands of dollars in certifications and private coaching, group coaching, trainings, you name it, I've done it from agile methodologies to different facilitation methodologies to I think like four or five different coaching trainings and certifications from health team, neuro and whatnot. I've done so much. And then there's this other line of certifications that I've done with, you know, for, to, for strategic consultant, you know, um, what else have I done? Customer experience. Hello, line three, right? Very, <laughs> very, uh, trainings and, um, yeah, and certifications because I was under this deep need to make, to feel adequate, to feel that I could, that I had enough, that I had enough tools, that I had enough experience to kind of like quote, quote unquote, compete with the other coaches in my field. And surprise, surprise, 20 more certifications later, I still felt inadequate. I still felt like I wasn't ready. And honestly, it took me almost three years and more than $80,000 in investments to realize that adding more knowledge, adding more training wasn't going to help get that feeling away. It wasn't going to make that feeling go away. It wasn't, it wasn't making me feel more confident in my business it wasn't making me feel any more secure about the next steps that I was supposed to, um, that I had to take. Nothing, nothing, none of that. And now I think about it and I'm like, why, 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 why didn't it help? And it's because all of that was coming from external knowledge. Like everything that I was doing I was just absorbing external knowledge, external experience. And it was feeding this aspect of my thinking that I had to rely on others to know what was right for me. And this is huge. So I'm going to repeat it once more time. It was feeding this aspect, this part of me that felt that I needed to rely on others to know what was right for me. And when I realized that, everything changed because here's what nobody tells you and a coach is never going to tell you this but me I am going to tell you this relying on others for guidance and relying on others for your next steps is complete bullshit and yes I know I am a coach and this is what I do I help people you know create that safe space so they can come up with their next steps but really just like take it from me of somebody who has gone through this whole journey of inadequacy and has invested and worked with every and single type of coach that you can imagine, you know, big name, little name, middle name, in group, large groups, one-on-ones, and however you can visualize it, I've done it, right? And 
what I see is that in reality, what's probably going on, and I think this is what was going on with me, is that in my case, my guidance, my intuition was saying, you know, do this, try this, say this, you know, um, focus on that. And I wasn't really listening to any of that. One, because, you know, it was a very subtle, you know, very soft um, message. You know, that's, you know, gate 48 is in the spleen. Spleen speaks. It's a very certain feeling, but it also is very subtle. It's not loud. And if your monkey brain is on overdrive like mine was, it's very easy to override those messages. And that's what was happening to me. My monkey mind was so focused on listening to others, on following others, um, because my thinking was, oh, you know, I have to follow them. They have the results that I want. So I have to do exactly as they say. I have to do exactly as they want me to do. And because they are right, you know, I'm probably wrong. I don't have the experience. They have the experience. So I was like completely giving my power away to these coaches. And some of them were amazing. Some of them were not so amazing, but I was giving my power away to all of them. When in reality, it wasn't about giving my power away. It was what I needed to do at that time was to just bring back the power to myself, to stop focusing on what's going on externally, stop, you know, drowning the noise of you have to do this and do that and show up this and, and this way and that way, drown that noise out and bring myself back and connect and reconnect to my intuition. That's the work that I needed. I didn't need to be told what else to do, what strategy to follow. And I, I, I feel very passionate about this because I feel that it's, it's really time to bring our intuition back into the game. And, you know, I mean, I'm coming from 15 years of corporate experience. I'm a finance, you know, business major. I'm very rational, very analytical. And yes, we do need that rational, analytical thinking. We obviously do need the strategic planning, the right structure for you. But we can't forget we, or rather, we can't just rely on that. We can't just rely on anal analytical thinking. We have to bring your intuition back into the game. Because the one that should be calling the shots is your intuition. It's not your analytical thinking. Your intuition is the one who should be guiding everything. And your analytical mind sh should be the one that figures out, okay, how do we make this happen? Instead of your analytical mind taking charge and saying, we have to do this because it's so focused on what others are doing and just completely pushing your intuition away because it maybe what's, what it's thinking about doing is completely crazy. It's out of this world. Nobody does it. It's irrational, right? So I am moving away or I'm moving more than away. I am moving towards integrating both. And I, like I said, I really feel very, very passionate about this because I feel that this is going to be a game changer in our society. The moment that we start relying on our, you know, on our rational thinking, but also on our intuition. And even that, like also into, in, in our, with our emotions, we also start relying on our emotional wisdom. The moment that we start bringing those three and connecting them and, and paying attention to what each is doing. I feel that's when we start building 
businesses that really feel aligned to us, that feel true to us, that feel congruent to us. And that's what I'm starting to do. When I coach people in business and strategy, you know, the intuition is the first element that I bring. And I kid you not, you could ask my clients many times. What I say is there's two, pe- there's two pieces of you that are in, in play here. It's you with your ideas, but I also want to know about your downloads. I want to know what your guides are saying. I want to know what your in- how your intuition is speaking. I want to create. I want to invite your intuition into, into the conversation. And I want to know about those crazy ideas, especially the ones that, you know, might not make sense, rationally speaking, you know, because I want us to create that safe environment where you can simply trust and you can simply like begin to trust yourself and begin to trust your intuition and just share, share without any fear, share without any guilt, no matter how crazy this idea seems, no matter how crazy the the strategy that you're thinking about, you know, is, um, Because what I see is that when we connect to your intuition, as we connect to your intuition, you can really begin to see for yourself how much wisdom and how much knowledge you already have within. And you don't need any more wisdom. I mean, you don't need any more information. You don't need any more knowledge. You don't need, you know, you don't need to add any more stuff. You don't need any more training. What we all need, what you need, what I needed is that safe space to learn to extract from this deep well of wisdom that we all have from within. That's what I needed. And when I'm freaking out, like I was this morning, when I'm crafting a new offer that goes, again, completely against the norm, um, just to give you an idea of, you know, how against the norm it is, you know, everybody tells you that you're supposed to have a scaling sequence of, you know, offering low tier price products to a lot, you know, much of your market and then offering them, offering them a high ticket price, you know, high ticket offer so that they can work with you on a, in a mastermind level or in a one-on-one and then offering them something even more expensive, longer term so that they can work even more time with you. And here I am thinking, you know what, that's bullshit. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to try something else. I'm going to offer a low ticket offer to my clients. Does it, is it totally counterintuitive? Maybe, but that's what my guidance is telling me to do. Test it, try it out. And honestly, like it really feels really, really good in my body. It feel, I'm so excited about it. And it's not about the money. It's about the possibility of collaboration, of um, community that can be built of this low ticket offer that, that I'm just going to start as of next week offering my clients. And again, it doesn't make sense, but it's what is being driven from within. So that's, that's what I want to, I think like that's where I'm, I'm getting at. The next time where you feel that you, or you notice that you're feeling inadequate, where you're stalling, where you're punishing yourself you know with all that judgment with all that criticism where you're not taking any action because you feel that you know who are you to do this whatever it is you're thinking doesn't make sense you know where you feel guilty because you're not following the norm I just want you to remind yourself and that this is also for me okay that 
One, nobody has the absolute truth. There is no one way to do things. There has never been one way to do things. That's number one. There is always multiple ways to get to the same point. Multiple ways. And the beauty of us coming together as a human, as you know, a collective, as people, is, is that you get to leverage, you get to use not the new wisdom, not new more knowledge, not more, more information to take the next steps. The wisdom, the beauty of it is that you get to rely on your past experience. You get to rely on the wisdom that you've been accumulating from day one of your life up until now. So in my case, it's like 41 years of experience. You get to rely on that. You get to tap into all of that wisdom to create a new path, to create a new how, to create a new way of doing things, a new offer, a new, a new service, a new business model, a new something, whatever it is. You get to tap in within, within into the power of your genius, into the power of your guides. You get to tap within to find out what the next steps are so let me ask yourself if you were in an island and you were following no one on social media you were just by yourself think about what would you want to talk about what would you want to share what would you want to create and why do i speak about an island because in an island nobody judged you you don't compare yourself to others because you're by yourself. So if you're free from all of that, you, if you are free from comparison, if you were free from judgment, if you just lived in this void, what would your intuition, your inner wisdom, that inner drive want you to share? What would it want to talk about? And then just allow for that to come through. Maybe just write it down. But give yourself that time, that space to fully write it down without editing, without judging as you write it. Just let it all come through. And then when it's time to execute, when it's time to put it into action, and then again, you start feeling this sense of this resistancy or resistance, the sense of inadequacy. Just remind yourself that the only person that you can compare yourself to is you. You can't compare yourself to anybody else because no one else has your ideas. No one else has access to your downloads. No one else has your level of wisdom. They all have their own. They're on their path and you are on your own path, just like I am on my own path. And if your intuition is going to, is basically telling you, you know, the next steps is basically guiding you from within, then why not just start playing, playing along with it? with this creative and with this open, curious mind to say, okay, let's see where this goes. Why not start trusting it? Why not bring it into that conversation instead of just shutting it down, instead of focusing outwards on what everybody else is doing? Because I really can't think of a better guy than yourself. And I really, really, really think that it really is time to bring intuition back into the conversation. This has to become a standard for everyone. Doesn't matter if you are a light healer, you know, a, a light worker or a massage therapist or a hypnotist, or you're the CEO of a bank. It doesn't matter the type of business that you're in. It's time to bring intuition back into the table. It's time to start listening from within instead of focusing on 
what everybody else is doing instead of focusing on and playing around and playing with this misguided idea that we don't have the experience that we don't know what we're talking about because honestly there is nobody else more experienced in your business in your service in your purpose than yourself so remember that okay ah okay i feel better <laughs> i needed to get this off my chest i've been like i said it's been a it's been a few days where i was feeling inadequate and i sharing this with you allows me again to connect with my own wisdom and and be more forgiving of myself as well because yeah i know that there are good days and there are not so good days and lately it hasn't been that you know i haven't been experiencing good days this week but it's all good and i'm this helping and sharing this with you has helped me reconnect with what really lights me up and that was that's what's important so i will see you on the next episode um if you've worked with me in the past stay tuned for that offer that's coming up i will be sharing with you probably next week if you are curious about working with me and want to know more about how to bring in that intuition onto the table I have a new program called Booked by Design, where we combine human design and business business strategy to help you create a solid business and create those solid foundations that can help you get your, your next clients. And if you want to work with inadequacy to find and to reprogram your mind so that you are not reacting to it, then the best program for you is Resiliency to Prosperity where we go in and we release stuck emotions around inadequacy. We reframe, we rewire, retrain your mind around inadequacy in a way that feels more empowering to you and um, more aligned with where you are and with what you want to have and what you want to create in your life. All right. Okay. Um, so that's, that's it for now. It's great to be back. I missed you. I missed you all. It's so, so good to be back. And I will see you for next episode. Take care, everyone.